You know what TV show I've been kind of pining for? Hmm? Cowboys versus aliens in a galaxy far, far away at a time long, long ago. On today's podcast, we'll be exploring the many musics and the many sounds from the hit TV series on Disney Plus, The Mandalorian. Just waiting for that shift. Oh, feels so good. Hello and welcome everybody to Drink In Geek OST. This is a show where we drink beer and listen to geeky soundtracks, just like this one we're listening to. Uh, today, the episode, we have the Parachuting Pigs, which is a double dry hopped hazy IPA from Indiana City Brewing Company. And I am going to be your player number one. This is the Duke, and alongside me is... Player number two, that is right, I am Saf. And that track you are listening to is from The Mandalorian. It is the opening theme song for the series, which we both love and admire. Absolutely. It is a sound that you listen to when you first click on that box. Yeah. You click it, it opens up to the episodes, and it just has like this background music, and it's this. It's perfect. I love how it's got like that opening where it's kind of slow mm-hmm. and it's kind of the western feel. This mm-hmm. is like, wee, 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 wee. <laughs> right. And uh has a lot to do with who composed it mm-hmm. is the reason why it's so recognizable and why it feels so good. It's, uh, I wanted to say that it's got like a Rocky or Creed feel mm-hmm. and then I realized, oh, he did the score for the Creed movies. Mm-hmm. He also... With the, the background beat drums, he did Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And that is Ludwig. Uh, I don't know how to say the unlaws over the, the A's or O's or the U's usually. So it's, uh, I think it's Goranison. Ludwig Goranison. You, you, you guys can uh, butcher me all you want for <laughs> pronunciation of names. Uh, G, U with the O with the U on there. Uh, R-A-N-S-S-O-N. Um, so I know a lot of Johannesons and things like that, and that's what that Anison at the end of it is. But I don't know what the Gore Gore Anison is. What I'm going with, gore. yeah, it's what I'm going for. Gore Anison, that whatever, what whatever. All right, uh, he played many of the instruments himself to put in into perspective, which is, I mean, it's awesome that he's able to do that and be able to put it together and hear what he needs, and then kind of put it together in like a seventy piece orchestra, which is insane. Uh, he wrote four hours of music for eight episodes. Uh, each chapter has its own soundtrack album and is released on the same day. As the, each episode is released. That's crazy. 
Uh, then Goranison will also be writing the music for the second season of the show, which is why we are doing this again. We're, or we're doing we're doing this in October. In October, to coincide with season two release. Yeah, even though season one was a while ago, it's nice to get a refresher and uh, get a chance to actually talk about the music for once. Yeah, because it's got some great sounds to it. It really does. But before we do that. We got some beer in front of us because that's also the other half of the show. Yeah, we do. And you already poured it, so we might as well not let it go to waste. <laughs> uh, this is, as you said, the Parachuting Pigs from Indiana City. It's like their 10th or so in the Doodle Crew series that they do once a month. Feels like 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 10 is a number I made up, but they've been doing it for a while. And uh, it's got a bunch of pigs parachuting on the label that remind me of the Mandalorian Coming in on their jetpacks to save the day. It is 7.5 ABV. As I said, Craft Brew Doodle Cruise Series. Another amazingly juicy, full-flavored and smooth double dry-hopped IPA brewed with Mosaic, Cashmere, and Galaxy Hops this time. And Galaxy, far, far away. Far, far away. (laughs) Good. Two combinations. It brings it all together. No color. No, well, can. Let's, I, I mentioned the can briefly, yeah. but we'll, we'll get into more detail. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, about ten pigs, plus a guinea pig parachuting oh. in, <laughs> just through the blue sky in the background. And there's a sleeping one that kind of reminds me of a baby Yoda. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, Wowzers. There's a lot of parallels. So I, f- I figured this can would be fitting. We've been holding on to it for about a month or so, maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not too old, but it does say keep cold and drink fresh right there on the can. Um, but yeah, I love this series of cans. I love how they work together and create artwork that is both funny and uh, pleasing to the eye. Mm-hmm. Even the more grotesque images are still pretty pleasing on the yeah. eye. They're like the color. They're colorful and attractive, and yeah. it's just a nice collection piece to have because you can just rip the sticker off and stick it on something else. Exactly. This bad boy is hazy. Oh, for sure. Uh, however, it's not that dark. It's hazy for sure, but it's still like a yellow. Yeah, like a muted yellow for it's sure. Like someone poured creamer into your beer. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, it's really hard to tell. It's probably still going to be in the second row, four, five, six. It's definitely not orange. Right. I'm going to go with a f- five, I think. Yeah, tails, tails. Probably a good call. Uh, we also didn't have any IBUs, right? So there's no geeky reference oh, on that one. Um, all right, sniffers. That's juicy. Yeah, it smells like all of these have a similar kind mm-hmm. of look and smell to them. Because they basically just change up the hop mixture, I feel like. Maybe add a little bit of like different citrusy things, mm-hmm. but that could just, again, be hops. Um, but definitely smells... Like a juice bomb to me. Yeah, very piney. Yeah, there's definitely that too. But I'm getting those great citrus notes. Uh, let's taste it and see how we how this stacks up. Oh man, that's definitely smooth. Yeah. Wowzers. And thick. It's thick. Thick of the night. Yeah. It's, uh, I can eat it. Yeah. And there's definitely got those boogers. I, I just like, since it's been sitting untouched for 
several weeks in my fridge, maybe three weeks. Uh, it does have like some chunks in it when I yeah. poured it out, but that's to be expected. Yeah, I can taste a lot of the the hop flavor to this. Uh, a lot of citrus, definitely going more of like tropical fruit citra. And I know that they've been playing around with like pineapple and mm-hmm. different things like that. Uh, but it cuts the bitter, and I can taste how, I can taste the bitter part. Uh, definitely, definitely going to be up there. Uh, but it's it's definitely soothing as well. And it almost has like a a creamy milk. Mm-hmm. taste to it like they tried to tone it down or cover it up with lactose meat it doesn't say anything about lactose on here but i feel like i can taste it yeah it's definitely creamier mm-hmm. I, I just don't know what they added to make it creamier but it's definitely creamier definitely hazier um i would like to i don't want to say but i could say potentially it's artificial haziness to bring it down to like the, the creamy side but it doesn't doesn't hinder the taste of it at all yeah it has like a milkshake vibe yeah, more than a New England. I mean, they're kind of the same thing, but uh, yep. different ways of getting there. Mm-hmm. Not quite a dreamsicle, but, you know, very like yeah. citrusy, mm-hmm. uh, popsicle-y taste. So let's say untapped, there is an average of 4.03, which is very good. And that's out of 269 ratings. 280 unique check-ins out of the 323 total. And I have already checked it in, so we can skip that if that's on your friends list. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I have three of them. Uh, so Christian D, um, I've read uh, the Call the yeah. guy. Yeah. I don't have him as my friend, so I have zero friends. Yeah. he's He also is a untapped supporter. I wonder how long ago that's been because I feel like him and I did it essentially at the same yeah. time. Uh, but as soon as I found out I could do it, I did it. <laughs> uh, he gave it a 4.4. He bought it from Crown Liquors, which is nice being able to find these cans. I should probably go check to see, because I have a Crown Liquors by me, if the other can that we missed. Is that the initial, one? Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can get some of that. Side note, um, he wrote a paragraph, so I'm going to give you a gist. He says, best thing Indiana City has done in years. Wow. This is great. Juicy, creamy, piney, hoppy, and smooth. All the things we said. Uh, it's not too early for a brew since I got up early to start smoking yeah. pork butts. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, that goes perfect with that. Oh, I know. He's been up and going for a while. Probably, uh, it depends on the type of person. I know my buddy go starts it in the evening and then smokes until the morning. Yeah, you want to do it for like 12 hours yeah. for, to get that good flavor yeah but he gave it a yeah did he did a did a thing and got a pork butt out of it and he gave it a 4.4 uh dustin wood no comment we gave it a four and then i'll stop reading because i'm assuming the third person is you i will say we mentioned that cloudy whatever that one was Mm -hmm. that might have been my favorite one of this series and i it was i was sad that they were sold out of cans but i just got a crowler and it was delicious Mm -hmm. yeah i'm definitely gonna go like after we're done, go check out like the crown by my house to see because they usually have the the Some other of the doodle older ones that have mm-hmm. been sitting around for a couple months. Yeah, it's usually I, I email you or text you yeah. and say, "Hey, do you have this one yet?" <laughs> oh, that one's like uh, from last year, so <laughs> enjoy it yourself. Yes, yeah. it's probably not not going to hold up. I see this check in from Ben. He says this has an odd taste to me, almost grape or wine like. 
palate may be wrecked from last beer. And he gave it a 3.25. If you admit that your palate's wrecked, why do you rate it? Yeah, don't give it a score. Uh, my wife, just kidding, it's a different Allison <laughs> W. She gave it a 375. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I saw her name. I was like, wait a minute, what? She drank an IPA? Allison W. Oh, here's there another. Game. Can't possibly be any more Allison W's out there. <laughs> another video game themed glass. Oh, the nice. The bubble, bubble bobbles. <laughs> my favorite. It's a different person, too. You know, since there's two of us, we can easily make a bubble bobble style. That's true. <laughs> I do love that game. Oh, it was one of my favorites growing up, yeah. Um, here we go. Oh, I just read, you read that one. Yeah, I'm not releasing a whole lot of comments. Another excellent DDH New England style IPA from Indiana City. Loads of citrus flavors, some pine, very low bitterness. Uses cashmere, galaxy, and mosaic. Give it a 425. That's the one I was about to read. I'll read the one under it. Ooh, okay. Really nice imperial imperial IPA. Huge floral hop nose. Wafts across the table. Pine slash 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 citrus flavor. Slash citrus is hard to say. <laughs> uh, uh, profile and a four and a half. Ugh, look at that. Yeah, On I told bottom. you there was some nuggets that fell in there. Yeah, it is. It is now a uh, leftover of a. Craft mac and cheese bowl. <laughs> That's why I've been trying to waft it. Yeah, yeah, kind of swirl it around, but it's still it's still there. But uh, I can't find too much to uh, say negatively about this beer. Right, I'm working on checking it in right now. I will just read my old check in from back at the end of May, and I said sweet and smooth, and gave it a four point two five, which is basically how I feel right now. It's, it goes down smooth. It has like a sweet flavor without with um, also be having that uh, kind of orangish mm-hmm. citrus or fruity notes to it. And uh, the the only thing that keeps it from being like a five is those piney notes that are almost like licking a tree or something mm-hmm. that always kind of keeps me not loving a beer, but I still very much enjoy. All the hop flavors and uh, the creaminess of this one. Yeah. So, what would be your guess for the IBUs? Uh, fifty-two. Um, I gave it a four point five. Um, it is very smooth, considering uh, very great flavor, very reminiscent of what a West Coast should taste yeah. like. Uh, the my only gripe is like how much. Extra sediment is at the bottom of my can, but of course it's you know, been something... sitting for a while, so we'll do that. Yeah, uh, and it's it's going to be the same kind of gripe, and maybe I should just get over it. Of I, I think I prefer it on tap than yeah. I do like out of can or whatever. But in these trying times, I don't really have the option to do that. So and you also don't get to admire the can. Oh, I know. I buy the can just for the can, you know. But I think like ultimately, I still prefer drinking it out mm. of a tap or whatever. Uh, but four to five, four point five is actually very, uh, very good, pretty good. And I was thinking about fifty four is what I was thinking. So let's go fifty three right in the middle of us two. Sounds good to me. Um, it's either C fifty three or SR fifty three. C fifty three is Earth in Creole. 
CR fifty three is Steve Rogers blood sample from Agent Carter. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I got to get these drink geek IPUs updated on <laughs> this website because I only have the C fifty three. Oh, because I was watching Agent Carter in July. <laughs> yeah, during that month that I had Disney Plus, and I was like, SR fifty three. I don't know if we have a fifty three, and then I just added it to our list. Every time I hear a number in anything, I write it down. Yeah, that's basically how we end up with most of our stuff. Like, <laughs> hell, like the strip weather is like the car's number. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would definitely drink again, and I'm definitely interested in seeing how many of these cans I can get. Even though I don't collect them, I know you do. <laughs> It's definitely worth checking out. If you're if you're unfamiliar with their Doodle series, go to Indiana City and drink one of those beers or any of their beers. Really, I, I'll recommend any of their beers. Right. I I mean, I'm not a sour drinker, so I haven't had any of those yeah. that I can recall. But I'm sure you've experienced them. Yeah. This so the, the one I just brought over the sour diesel. That's actually pretty good. Um. Because it's like a hopped sour. Yeah, yeah. I still not going to rate it. Um, it's and Al- Allison was like, this is really sour. She she had it. And she's like, I taste the hops. I don't like it. But this is really sour. <laughs> How are you drinking this? I was like, well, I bought it. So I have to. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the thing. Like, She doesn't like the flavor of hops. And you don't like the flavor of sours. Cause, so neither one you can fully enjoy the beer. Yeah. But it's also a good experience to just try it. Yeah, it is. It's pretty good. And there's lots of other things. Their Doc Seven, their base mm-hmm. pale ale is really good. And their stout, like whatever that one is called, Shadow Boxer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one's very good too. So it's crazy. I know these names. God damn it! <laughs> I was gonna say Yacht Rock, but that's like their other. That's their Hefeweizen. <laughs> their wheat. Got <laughs> <Yeah>, any more? <laughs> uh, I can't think of it. Yeah. Kickoff. Just because I got that in my email. Yeah, that one that one's pretty pretty good. I might actually Just swing by and pick some up too. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about going there before before the day's over. Yeah, you have the entire afternoon to yourself, so <laughs> might as well fill that time. All right, so let me get to the next track, and then we'll talk about a little bit more about Ludwig. Okay. And this is from episode one, our chapter. I think they're called chapters. Yeah, they're actually. yeah chapter ones. Chapter one, and it's called Hammer Time. And I believe this is when we first meet the one that forges the armor. The yeah, Mandalorian that does that. I don't think she has a name. I don't know if she has a name. It's Mom. <laughs> but uh, he, he actually incorporates the hammer sounds into the soundtrack. It's very drummy, too, mm-hmm. just like Black Panther was. Yeah. But you can hear, like, the metal. Bing! So, Ludwig, Emil, Tomas, Goransson, named after Ludwig van Beethoven, was born and raised in Linköping, Sweden. Sweden. It's a weird uh, name then. Uh, with the unla over the o. He began his music career, or music lessons at a very young age. I guess he started his career, I guess and went on to graduate from the Stockholm Royal College of Music. In 2007, he moved to L.A. to study at the University of Southern California, so USC, uh, scoring for motion pictures and television programs. It was at USC that Ludwig met Ryan Coogler, for whom Ludwig composed the score for the award-winning short film 
Fig in 2011. The pair would go on to work together on Fruitful Station, Creed, and eventually Black Panther, bringing him into the Disney family, where he would go on to compose for the music of the Disney Plus original series, The Mandalorian. It's kind of perfect how it, like, brought in this theme song for The Mandalorian right when he said The Mandalorian. You're welcome. I didn't mean that, but you're welcome. Timing just worked out. And that's the end of that song. Um, which is great about this soundtrack is the Mandalorian theme, I would I will call it, kind of a reappears over and over throughout the soundtrack in different ways and it kinda he incorporates it into the different scenes. Yeah, it's very I don't I don't know, John Wayne y mm-hmm. I think. It's very cowboy. Uh which is which is fitting to you know Cowboys versus Indians type mm-hmm. of theme where the Indians, you know, are just replaced with, you know, the, indi- the indigenous people uh, out in space, the aliens, mm-hmm. you know, we give them offensive names here. We give them <laughs> offensive names out there. Right. So we have the aliens. Uh, moving on to the next track, and then we will get into more of his background and his history. This is Bounty Droid. Which leads us to, what's his name? IG-88. Nope. IG-88 is the one that he's based off of. Oh. <laughs> Was it IG-11? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> IG-88 is the bounty hunter in, like, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, this is Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love those drums. Very tight head he's playing on. This guy must be bad. But you know who's not bad? <laughs> Gronson. It's not bad. He's a Swedish composer, conductor, and record producer. His works include Fruitville Station, the Rocky franchise entries, Creed and Creed 2. And Venom. I didn't know he did Venom. I didn't know that either. And then I was like, oh, oh man, I need to go back and listen to that soundtrack. I do. For his work on the 2018 superhero film Black Panther, he won the Grammy Award for Best Score Soundtrack for Visual Media and the Academy Award for the Best Original Score, as well as a nomination for the Golden Globe Award for Best Original Score. so dramatic you know well we didn't know what was going to happen in this scene you know yeah you didn't know what the bounty was or you knew he had to do something but you didn't know what it was I don't even know baby Yoda exists alright let's move on to chapter 2 and this is the Jawas attack. We all remember the Jawas mm-hmm. from the New Hope or Star Wars, as it used to be called. 
I just love how this series brings back like all of those side aliens and side planets and kind of gives them bigger roles. Right. So the soundtrack for the season one of The Mandalorian was released as a massive and limited edition 8LP vinyl box set via Mondo. I don't know what Mondo is. Mondo's a big company that does a lot of reprints of old posters and mm. stuff like that. Like, they're great in the geek culture. Huh, I, I missed out. I should probably learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garanison's individual scores for each of the eight episodes of Disney Plus's Star Wars spinoffs were initially only released digitally, but Mondo's limited edition one-time pressing collects the entire series season one soundtracks for its first ever physical release. And it's gorgeous if you look up images. It's like a set of records. I don't have a record player, but this is something that would be great to add to your collection. Chase down those Jawas. Get the sand cruiser or whatever that thing's called. Another one of my favorite tracks from this episode or this chapter is called the Mudhorn. And we all remember the scene when he has to get the egg, and there's that big beast that he battles, and the child saves the day. Mm-hmm. It's where he gets his uh, beast mark, and he's like, "I don't, I don't deserve it." I didn't it. earn that insignia. Stampede, mm-hmm. and then all like this is what I imagine the beast sounds like. So, getting back to Mondo, it is no longer a secret that Ludwig Goranison is the most talented and exciting person working in film and television music right now. Mono creative director of music says Mo Shafiq. Uh, what goes unspoken is his chameleon-like ability to play within multiple genres, even within single cues of his songwriting for the screen. His music for films like Creed and Black Panther showcase not only his collaborative nature, but also his relationship to pop and hip-hop, as well as blending untraditional instrumentation with traditional orchestras. Shafiq added, His score for The Mandalorian is similar 
to similarly masterful in its ability to be wildly experimental while never feeling out of place like a synth spaghetti western score that feels inspired in equal parts to Ennio Morricone, John Williams, and Hans Zimmer while also never feeling like a pistache <laughs> uh, we are honored to be the home for his complete score then moving on to chapter 3 I have one track from this episode. It's called Mando Rescue. And this is the... Which, what happens in this one? Is that where they're on the planet and he almost takes his helmet off and they fight the ADAT? Or yeah. ATST, I mean. I think so, yeah. can label where all of the mandos are perishing oh yeah 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 that's when he's escaping and then they all come and rescue him Mm -hmm. say it's powerful it's just it's nice it's really nice mm-hmm. uh chapter four is actually the episode i was thinking of where they uh fight the atst yeah and this is the training it's called training the plebes it's like the montage of when he's teaching them how to shoot and stuff mm-hmm I should mention there are 51 total tracks on this um, compilation album that was released. And these are just about eight or, or about maybe 14 or 15 that I chose for this episode. There's the Mandalorian theme again. Yeah. Yeah. 
another great track from this episode is called Spirit of the Woods, which references that ATST, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I just love this song. And that thing has like the red eyes. It's almost like yeah. a legend in the woods. kind of has a uh, Stranger Things vibe. Right, for sure. You're right, yeah, very like <laughs> 70s, 80s, yeah. Maybe it's because those movies are from the 70s and 80s, they're trying to have that throwback to that even though they don't take place in that time period mm-hmm. but it's also meant to be like spooky and scary and it's just so different from any of the other tracks we've played so far yeah I know it's it's it makes it seem like this one this track is like more the scene is like a real danger mm-hmm. versus anything that they've ever you know had had to face up to this yeah. point um let's go on to the next chapter chapter 5 night riders is the name of this track And this is the chapter where he's helping that other bounty hunter track down Agent oh, May yeah. from mm-hmm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Riders, I assume they're riding their bikes at night. Yeah, probably. I mean, they were. Seeing <laughs> about Christine or whatever. Motoring. Yeah. <laughs> Watching this series with my wife, I was actually like, wow, this sounds a lot like Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> and then I looked up the composer, I was like, oh, that's why. Because it is. <laughs> Same guy. 
think the the later chapters you get, like the better. Mm-hmm. You just get because it, it seems like the music is building on itself. Because this even has some vibes from that last song that are a little more spooky. Um, then moving on to the next chapter, we have the greatest warrior in the galaxy. This is from chapter six. Oh yeah, I, I know this theme. I like it. This is that prison escape episode. Do 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 I didn't trust anybody in no. that episode. Even Mando didn't trust him at all. <laughs> There is a great episode on Disney Plus of the behind the scenes of this show that just interviews Ludwig and talks all about how he found the instruments and stuff. Uh, I definitely recommend checking that out. It's just called like Mandalorian the Music or something like that. But he goes into detail about how he found this synthesizer and stuff. It just it shows him like orchestrating and writing music in uh, interviewing with um, John Favreau. Uh, next we have Little Mousy, which is what that bad guy says in this episode when he shoots the <laughs> little mouse droid. Mm-hmm. Just a little mousy. glad the music is good because I was very confused by this episode (laughs) this episode is out of place yeah it really is I mean you get a little bit more of Mando's backstory in it like what he was doing before all this Mm -hmm. because he has history with all these characters or a lot of these characters but it doesn't kind of fit with the rest of them and it's on a lot of people's least favorite episode list I didn't know any better because it was the first episode I watched. <laughs> right. Um, and then moving on to Mando on the Move, also from this chapter. It's a shorter song, but it kind of pulls together the Mando theme along with him kind of like sneaking around and escaping from this prison station. there's a great playlist on youtube that has all the songs on it or you can check out our show notes and get a playlist of just the songs that i chose for this episode if you like these and i definitely recommend them it's 
great to just put these songs on in the background while you're doing stuff. For sure. Next up, we got Chapter 7, and this is called Black Skies. I can't remember what Black Skies refers to, but it just definitely has like a dark feel to it. Yeah, it's... They're on that planet, and they're about to be cornered. In that but, bar. Yeah, but th- that's like number seven is mm-hmm. when the thing is arrival, but... Like seriously, take a look at like listening to all these tracks and then going back and watching yeah. the, the TV show again to see like where they line up. Also, from this chapter, we have the arrival, which I believe is the arrival of. Into it has seen you push forward through good times and bad. The arrival of Muff. <laughs> I didn't know if that picked up or not. Uh, Moff Gideon when he shows up on the planet for the first time or the arrival of all the stormtroopers Mm -hmm. back to the snare drum yeah from the drum line soundtrack (laughs) they can do this Is from earlier. This little snippet. That's how you know danger is coming. Mm-hmm. Like it has that vibe, like stormtrooper esque vibe. It's not Imperial March, but it has mm-hmm. that kind of like tone to it. Mm-hmm. Fits it in this world perfectly, and also fits it in the Star Wars universe. And uh, earlier we talked about Bounty Droid. Now we got to talk about the Nurse Droid. Which is the same person. Yep. See how these songs compare. It maybe it would have made sense to play them back to back, but this is on Chapter 8.
like I don't remember if this has the similar theme or not There it is. <laughs> um, next we have Nurse and Protect, which is what the droid is there to do. What is programmed to do? Or reprogrammed to do? Mm-hmm. There's like two themes in this that kind of go with the the two different opposing themes in the title. Like here's the nursing part and then like the undertones that are a little more ominous is the protecting part. A little more danger Mm -hmm. where you're not expecting danger you still have the danger. Less nursey and more yeah. protecty. As this episode does. Yeah. And then uh, this might be around the time where he sacrifices himself. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Obviously, there's going to be spoilers for The Mandalorian. <laughs> We're covering the whole first season. Right before season two, so get mm-hmm. out there and watch it. Then this is The Mandalorian. Then my last track on the list is called The Baby. The Le Baby. I'm assuming that refers to the child. Has a little bit of the beginning intro music. Fascinating. But it's also got like more of like a lullaby. Yeah. job to protect this baby and return him to his kind mm-hmm. and that's kind of leading into season two i think yeah if you saw the the trailer and everything mm-hmm. yeah this is very 
Very calm. Mm-hmm. I do like this track. It's like almost like sailing into the sunset. Yeah, exactly. They kind of ride off into the sunset at the end, yeah. as most westerns do. Yeah. So I would say that at this moment, I can't say that other than the opening, boom, boom, there isn't really a track that, yeah, it doesn't really a track that we have in here that is like very memorable for us to be like, oh yeah, it's like, I know exactly what this is mm-hmm. from. Like all the other Star Wars movies, we know exactly where this yeah, is from. Yeah, but we've also from. lived with those Star Wars movies for 30 years. <laughs> right. So at this point, uh, not disappointed by the soundtrack at all is really good. And Ludwig did a fantastic job with it. Uh, maybe the greatest warriors would be the other one that would be something that I'm mm-hmm. like very familiar with. Uh, but other than that, it's just kind of like, up. Oh, this is music. It's beautiful music. It's, yeah, I just love that it's very unique, and it kind of stands on its own as just something I want to listen to without yeah. watching the show. I just think uh, yeah. it's it it's uses instruments and uh, just effects that I'm not used to seeing or hearing mm-hmm. on uh, a series and I just love the way he, his musicianship or however you whatever you say they do yeah. <laughs> is it orchestration or something yeah I, I mean there's a good and a bad to this the good is I can just listen to the soundtrack and get lost in the sounds and be perfectly fine with it. The bad I would say is that if I'm listening to the soundtrack to try to see where I am in the in the TV series like in my head, yeah, I can't. It's harder. Yeah. Uh, other things I can watch a movie or listen to a soundtrack and kind of pinpoint where I am in that movie based on the soundtrack or, you know, what's what's mm-hmm. going on. Uh, but that's not a bad thing. I, I, this is enjoyable. Like yeah. I can sit down and I can listen to it. And I think the music never takes me out of the show while I'm watching it. It's yeah. just, um, it, I don't know. It's just, it ha- we haven't lived with it as long to know like, Oh, this is that. Obviously I hear this song. I know this is that. Scene. Right. That's true. Uh, definitely excited to see what gets reused in the next season for music wise, or if it's all brand new, that would be nice. Yeah. If he writes, uh, whatever 72 more tracks or however many hours it said in in the opening that you read yeah an album per episode it's pretty insane yeah it's uh it's daunting but it's awesome at the same time mm-hmm. i don't know i just love his his style and i want to see more of it in film yeah like especially uh bp2 yeah um uh, Creed 3 probably because you know how Rocky goes yeah I haven't seen Creed 2 Creed 1 is great but I, I don't I've never seen the second one yet I haven't either I haven't I just haven't <laughs> gotten a chance to do it but he's just he's making a name for himself we don't have to sit down and say uh, we're gonna we're gonna watch a, a Marvel film and we're gonna either have Michael Giacino <laughs> or uh, the other uh, guy yeah or the other guy <laughs> Andy Silvestri, or <laughs> yeah, oh, Alan Silvestri, Alan Silvestri. Uh, and then there's also uh, who's the man, I don't know, some other guy. You know, like, <laughs> there's like three that are Hans Zimmer, he's used a lot, he's mostly, mostly DC movies, I think, yeah, and so he's making a name for himself, mm-hmm. and that's awesome for sure. And it, 
it definitely fit. I like how he mashes the Western style with the Star Wars style. Yeah, it definitely fits the and brings those two together in a unique way, which is I think is excellent and why I just like listening to the soundtrack on its own without watching the show. I agree. I agree. But yeah, uh, so this is that's it. Well, we have all the the music that we like to share. There's 51 songs or you know parts mm-hmm. of this. So feel free to sit down and listen and let us know like if there is something like on a chapter that you absolutely adore, yeah, something and, we missed or something that we did talk about that you want to add to. Yeah, for sure. So you can find us on all of the social media platforms at Drink In Geek Out. Uh, that is our mainstay uh, podcast. And then we also have email drinkinggeekout at gmail.com. You can find our website, drinkinggeekout.com. On there is just a, a, like a show listings for this podcast and then our main podcast. If you're not subscribed to either of them, I suggest you pushing that button. Uh, Where, Dustin's also got blogs on there. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on blogs on there. Uh, one of them is an Oktoberfest one. Hopefully that it gets posted in time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, we're still, we're still trying to get more content yeah. out there. We've got a lots of things on there, actually, like the colors from our beers and like yeah. there's like like a graph that shows all the beer or what's well, not like like a spreadsheet that shows yeah. all the ratings of our beers there's just tons of content from across our podcast there's links to our patreon and our threadless shop which yep. are drinking got drinking no yeah, patreon.com slash oh, patreon. yeah patreon.com slash drinking geek out and, that's where you can give us money <laughs> uh, because we do everything here for free we put all the content together we make all these podcasts we make everything basically for free we pay for the beers ourselves uh, we can't say that we rely on you to make the content, but it would be uh, nice to see you know the support. Uh, reach out, maybe we can do a little bit more extra for the community. Uh, but it's not a big deal. Just listen, yeah. enjoy, have fun. Uh, and if you want to support us by buying our t-shirts, you can go to drinkinggeekouts.threadless.com. Yes. There you go. But those links are on the website if you just want to go to drinkinggeekout.com and you can hop on over there. All right. So I'm going to run this by you. This is our, our new outro. Yeah, new. It's just not not quite an outro. It's just a sign off, <laughs> and we're probably going to still require audience participation to get a better one. <laughs> but I'll catch you on the flip side. You know, like on an album. Oh, you gotta yeah, flip it to the B yeah, side. Yeah, you gotta flip it to the B side. Yeah, <laughs> it's bad. It's it's. I'm trying to figure out a way to type. <laughs> <laughs> I'll catch you on the drink side or something. How to yeah, get yeah. the beer how into that too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like a it's like a a really punny Ninja Turtle saying, "Catch you on the flip side, <laughs> cowboy dude." <laughs> That's better than bye, bye. <laughs>